On this episode of PI Perspectives, Matt sits down with Eddie Ajeb, the owner of Nighthawk Strategies in Washington, D.C. Eddie joins Matt in Michigan at the joint MCPI-NCISS conference. Ed has been a much sought after speaker after his great article in PI Magazine and appearance on Francie Kohler's podcast, PI's Declassified. Eddie lectured recently in Chicago at the GSX Summit and is one of the featured speakers at the conference here in Michigan. This episode is brought to you by Satellite Investigations. Satellite Investigations is the leading investigation firm in New York City since 2005. Check out our links in this episode's description. Now let's catch up with these guys and dig into the perspectives of our next guest, Ed Ajeb. Now sit back, relax, and check in with our host, private investigator, Matt Spare. Hey everybody, welcome to PI Perspectives. I'm your host, Matt Spare, and we're coming to you from Plymouth, Michigan. We're here at the uh, NCISS, National Council of Investigative and Security Services, conference and also the Michigan Council of Private Investigators are also having an event. Uh, We're fortunate enough to have one of the guest speakers tomorrow actually be a guest here on our podcast. Uh, His name is Ed Aja. He owns Nighthawk Strategies. They're based out of Washington and he's also from New York. Welcome to the program, Ed. Hi, Matt. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. I'm not going to ask you about the weather because we're sitting right next to one another and we know the weather here stinks today, so we don't <laughs> need to cover that. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Nighthawk Strategies, what it is, what you do, and what your specialty is? Sure. So I'm a uh, private investigator licensed in Washington, D.C. I founded Nighthawk Strategies about three years ago after doing a lot of other uh, investigative roles. With Nighthawk, our specialties are online and social media investigations as well as due diligence. So we do the typical background checks, corporate due diligence, and uh, supplement that with all of our uh, online and social media intelligence capabilities. So when we're doing an investigation or we're looking into a particular person or company or project, we add value to those by by supplementing it with intelligence that we can only find uh, through online and social media sources. So it's a bit more than just going to Twitter or, or you know getting into a Facebook account and looking at somebody. So you, you, you take a more thorough approach and maybe try and be a little creative with the places that you're looking to do things, correct? Absolutely, yeah. It's We, we go beyond uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, because really um, when you look at the statistics, people are spending more and more time online, more and more time on social media. And uh, all of these online communities are oftentimes connected to one another. So just looking at Facebook and looking at Instagram is, is great for getting a uh, additional dimensional view of a person, but we connect the dots beyond that. We look at other online communities, things that they've said, we can go back years sometimes and even find other online communities and really valuable intelligence for cases beyond those typical social media sites. Yeah, I remember yesterday we were, we were talking, you actually even go into like internet dating sites and things like that, you're able to, to pull info off that, right? That's right, yeah. It, the, the great thing about uh, the, the way the internet is, is people want to share as much content as they can. They wanna have followers, they wanna be able to connect their Facebook and, and Twitter, Instagram and dating sites so that people can sort of see more information about them. That's all online, that's all available. And the great thing about some of these dating sites is becoming more open to being able to share links, people to share their profiles online. So uh, some good tricks are uh, have enabled us to find people's dating profiles through those online investigative techniques. 
But we're not going to ask you any of your proprietary trade secrets on how you get that information. We're going to let that slide today. So Nighthawk Strategies. Tell me a little bit about Nighthawk and how you came up with that name. Yeah, so this was a nickname of mine uh, from some colleagues at a group I used to work for several years ago. We did uh, due diligence and corporate intelligence research and some political consulting work. I was always the guy who could stay up until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning without coffee, just working on a case, working on an investigation, because it was just so exciting for me. I would be the guy oftentimes in the field doing work, and I'm like, yeah, put me on the night shift. I, I, I love it. I love the energy. During college, I worked in a casino, in a security capacity in a casino, and I worked night shift. And at first, I thought it was going to be really tough with school, but I loved it. And, and uh, even 10 years later now or more, I go back and, uh, and visit only at night. So I think uh, Nighthawk is a great name because um, our slogan for Nighthawk is don't be left in the dark. And with investigations, it's easy to see what's out in the daylight, but it's not as always to see what happens sort of behind these curtains, especially if it's online and it's harder to get. So it's, I, I think it's a very fitting name. Uh, it's a name that was given to me, but it's, it's really cool. And I think, I think it uh, describes our, our practice perfectly. It's kind of like your call sign, right? You could put it on the side of the jet. Right, exactly. <laughs> Tom Cruise is calling for the next movie. That's cool. That's that's really cool. Um, so what would you say? I know like we had talked earlier, you've been doing this for about eight years and you uh, have worked with in different capacities, sometimes with government agencies, uh, sometimes private industry. What would you say would be the, the majority of the type of people or, or other investigators that sub work out to you? Who do they look like? Where, where, where do you source your work from? That's a good question. A lot of different attorneys will, uh, will work with us on cases. Anything from investigating insurance claims to uh, investigating uh, the witnesses that they have, an expert witness testimony, uh, locating assets, just doing some due diligence and background on, on the folks that they're dealing with. We have had consumers come to us saying that they're looking to buy a piece of real estate or work with this other individual or company. Can you check them out and make sure they're out where they say they are? We have done investigations into businesses to see if there's any red flags like uh, criminal civil suits, bankruptcies, liens, who's on the board of that company. So we also work with uh, international due diligence and corporate risk investigators on those matters for investigating companies in the United States for any red flags uh, with regard to their investment strategies. Right. We had talked earlier, and you're, you're actually a member of ASIS International as well, right? So that, that's, that's, right. that's opening up that international flavor for you. Mm-hmm. So you get to be the, uh, the bearer of bad news occasionally, huh? I do, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's never easy. <laughs> it, it, uh, it proves our worth, but I think it's, it, it really makes... Um, it really adds value to, to any company that's looking for assurances or, or looking for a little bit more peace of mind and getting information to, uh, to let them know if, if something looks clear or looks a little, a little cloudy. Yeah, I know when, when I uh, take a new case sometimes and, you know, and I'm giving that consultation, you know, I, I try and prepare people like, hey, you know, the information may not, it may not turn out the way you, you think it's going to turn out. Are, you know, are you prepared for that? So that's always... When you're in the due diligence world, like I think you have to have that conversation with somebody. Like, you know, be prepared that, you know, your deal is gonna get busted depending on you know what we find here. Yeah. Uh, I know recently I had a uh, attorney client who was uh, looking to get into real estate. He had a real estate deal uh, put together and we started doing due diligence on that uh, on on not only on the uh, the people that were involved in the deal, but the businesses that they they formed. And uh, that deal went south real quick, mm. real quick. So uh, so that's cool. So like 
tell me a little bit more about the technique and, and what you do. So it's you know, obviously it's more than than just Twitter and and the, the big um, search uh, companies. Like where else do you source your your information from? Um, you know, what what are some of the good open source sites that you use uh, to uh, to really? I guess the the sites that you use that you you trust that the information you're getting is actually uh, verifiable. Yeah, one technique we use um, that has been really valuable for us is um, these uh, username search tools, username search websites. So uh, think of it like a, a nickname or an alias or even like a, a, like a Nighthawk. Nighthawk. Yeah, or yeah. Like let's, let's find Nighthawk. Some kind of gang name or something. If somebody goes by on the street. It's right? really bad, Nighthawk. Yeah. <laughs> the key to online investigations and the key to our techniques and our methodology is in real life, you have all of these identities. You have a name, an address, a date of birth, you have a social security number. So for the, the typical offline investigation, everything is about tracing something back to a real person and a real identity. But with online investigations, the trick is, is that you can have multiple identities. You can go by different names. You can create as many email addresses as you want. You can even get a fake phone number. It's harder to really take those that all that online stuff and connect it back to a real person. And that's what we have to do. And that's what the challenge is as an investigator, or as, especially when you're working with online and social media sites. So one of our techniques is um, to use these username, reverse username lookup tools. So there's name check, instant username search, uh, usersearch.org. Um, and I can give you the full URLs for all these to put in uh, into, into the show. And, well, I think and, we'll, what we'll do is we'll post it to the, the show information if you want. Absolutely, um, yeah. So we can give our listeners something to click on and, and uh, you know, save those addresses. Absolutely. And, and one I know of is if you're just looking to do a quick search, uh, Namevine is a great one. You just put in, uh, you know, Nighthawk123, and it will tell you if I have a Facebook, a Twitter, an Instagram, a Pinterest, all the top social media sites. That's a great way to sort of see if somebody has multiple identities that they created, if they have that one username they really like, and they have a Twitter or a YouTube account with that. It's a great way to, uh, you know, in less than 60 seconds, find a handful of sites someone might use. So I know like some guys that are in the business, we like to get like triple verification on information. Do you do that? And if you do, what, what sources, like how many do you need? Is it two sources you can consider to be good or three sources? Four sources, what's your general uh, approach to verifying information? With online personas, it does get tricky because in some cases, people don't want to share a lot of information. And in some cases, they actually share misinformation about themselves. So for us, it would generally be if we can get two or three pieces of verifiable information on a social media account or trace it back through other means, like they've used the same bio on their Instagram that they do on their Twitter we would be comfortable enough verifying that. Um, or if we're able to see the same photo shared across multiple sites. So when we see those uh, identical pieces of information shared and across multiple different sites and are able to confirm and relate it back to the individual, I think that that gives us a reasonable degree of, cer of certainty that that's, that's what we're looking for. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's always good to double and triple check things to make sure that uh, we're getting it right. So I know we had uh, talked a little bit earlier um, you're obviously a member of NCISS, the National Council of Investigative Security Services. I know I've talked about this on my podcast earlier. This is a, a great nonprofit organization that advocates down in D.C. and even statewide, different states, the rights of private investigators, security guard industries, making sure we have lobbyists and we have a voice there. So a lot of like what we do 
our data searches, databases that we're entitled to get information from because we're licensed investigators, that nonprofit organization looks over. And um, that's one of the reasons that we're out here. They're they're having their midterm uh, meeting. We love Michigan. It's it's a lot of fun here. The other association uh, was the AIIP. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that one? Yeah, sure. So AIIP is the Association of Independent Information Professionals. Um, I've been a member now for almost um, uh, since my uh, business was founded. So about three, four years now. Um, and it's a great association because it's really where I learned from a group of people who are also independent information professionals. And what is an in- independent information professional? Anybody who really has a business that deals with the gathering of information, the marketing of information, sort of this information exchange. So it could, you could be a patent researcher, you could be a prospect researcher, you could be a private investigator like myself, marketing, SEO, website. And uh, typically your customers would be people who are looking for you to do some sort of research or marketing or putting together data and, and those sorts of things. And this association has been great because I've, I've had the chance to meet other people in the industry, um, people who do similar work, people who do due diligence, for example, it's a very big one in AIP. And it's about how to run a business doing an information. And so I learned a lot of skills to market my business, to coming up with contracts to sort of defining myself as a business. So I okay. think that's been Do, a do you know um, their website offhand, what, what, what it is or? Yep, it's uh, AIP.org. Okay, so yeah, definitely guys go check that out. It sounds like a really cool um, website. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about maybe some of the, the case studies that you've, you've got. Give me a couple of examples of how Nighthawk was able to look in the dark and get what they need to get out of people. <laughs> sure. find, find the answers. <laughs> Go ahead, tell me. Yeah, so um, one case that comes to mind is a case that we worked recently that was a um, child support case. Um, and the, uh, the individual, the gentleman who was uh, wanted for back child support actually had a warrant out for his arrest for failing to appear in court to, to handle these matters. Now, all traditional methods for trying to locate this individual were unsuccessful. So we're unable to find him, wasn't at his last known address, wasn't working at the job he was at previously. So we were kind of at a lot of dead end. Client comes to us and we were able to apply some of these social media research techniques to locate this individual. Well, one place that we checked was the peer-to-peer payment app Venmo. So Venmo works like... uh, if, uh, if we go out to lunch and you pick up the check, I can Venmo you my share. It's kind of like PayPal. So if you're familiar with PayPal, it works kind of the same way. It's about sending money to someone. But Venmo is more peer-to-peer. It's, it's um, from friend to friend. Uh, but the interesting thing about Venmo is if you know how to use it, especially for investigative purposes, you're able to actually see someone's profile. And the crazy thing about this profile is that you can actually see their recent transactions. So if they haven't changed their privacy settings such that everything is hidden, you can see who they have sent money to, what the reason was, maybe it was for lunch, maybe it was for a vacation. So we located this gentleman's Venmo through various uh, techniques and searching his username and his email address, found his Venmo account, saw his profile on there. The profile picture confirmed to us that it was him. And we saw every month, almost at the same time, he was sending money to another gentleman for utility bill, groceries, 
cable bill. So we figured out that this, uh, the gentleman wanted for the child support was actually staying at a friend's place and sending him money for little odds and ends. So obviously we were able to then locate him. And as a bonus, we had all of this transaction history of how many times he was sending him money, how long he was there for. So I think that really, that was the outside of the box thinking that helped us locate the person and as a bonus, have that additional information for the case. So a typical case like that, I mean, that sounds like you probably had to sit on that for a while, right? There's Mm -hmm. definitely some hours that would be, uh, you know, obviously you find your information initially, but then you have to keep going back and taking a look. What would you say like the the typical amount of time you have your your cases open for? In that case, it was probably uh, about a week because once we got the info, once we were able to locate his profile, we just got a data dump of all of his Right. The cases that go on for longer are when we have to do some sort of active monitoring, uh, when we've located a particular individual and we're waiting to see additional indicators of the behavior that, that we're, we're especially checking out for. The so social media monitoring um, and social media investigations often do take a little bit of extra time. So those could be several days to several weeks. Um, but uh, typically it depends on what sort of information we're looking for or waiting for, mm-hmm. or if we're able to go and retrieve that all at once. So what, would you say uh, a good portion of your business these days are, are those type of searches, or is it more due diligence you think you're doing? It's a good mix of everything, actually. So we've, we've done some active due diligence cases for, uh, for international research firms, and then we'll go straight to a social media search or a criminal record lookup. And uh, I often tell people you don't really have to stop at, at any one or the other. If you're doing a basic business due diligence search, like I wanna know if this company is in in any hot water. You can also add on additional social media searches that maybe the company CEO doesn't have a single uh, scratch on his criminal record, but has been saying some very controversial things on social media that you may wanna So would you recommend that if somebody has this type of investigative work that they're doing, maybe have a conversation with you if they intend on on hiring um, and really strategize on how to upsell? Um, and, and, and suggest other avenues that you could take a look at to, to really get the best possible result of what you're, you're doing then, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I, I probably wouldn't be in business if there weren't surprises right. in people's uh, social media accounts. So the, the great thing about it is, you know, it's, it's, it's really that extra step that you should be taking and a really a, a phenomenal extra step that you can offer clients because while they're concerned about the typical red flags and bankruptcies and criminal records, uh, the thing that, especially over the last five years or so, that has been coming back to haunt people, whether it's a business person, an indi- just, just a guy who had his 15 minutes of fame, someone, if it's not us, will dig through their social media and will find something that is uh, embarrassing. So definitely add that on to, uh, to, your, to your traditional services to be able to see those things before and be able to uh, mitigate any risk ahead of time. So do you do any kind of like uh, object recognition or, or behavior recognition? Are you work with any software on that or is that something you haven't really delved into? Um, haven't really delved into that yet, but we do have um, some social media monitoring software that uh, we can monitor for hundreds or even thousands of particular keywords. So let's say you have an event or you're, um, you're monitoring a uh, executive's name. We can um, do social media monitoring around that to see if anyone is mentioning these bad words or, or threatening violence against someone. So we have that that pattern recognition to see 
if there's a particular threat and then work with other teams to mitigate those threats and before they emerge. Okay. And you, you can work anywhere, right? It's not just uh, New York or DC. I mean, this, this type of work is pretty much wherever they need you, you can go, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Na- Consult by phone though. Exactly. <laughs> you don't have to fly it. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can, I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's a charming person in person. Um, I know that because we're here in Michigan in the rain. Um, so g- give me another story. Give me, give me something, uh, an interesting case that you worked on that, that uh, out, you're outside of the box thinking you were able to connect the dots. Recently had a case where we were doing an investigation and all we had on this person was an email address. We didn't know who it belonged to. We didn't know uh, really much about it other than here's an email address that we need to look into because it's a person of interest. Um, so we were able to run that email address through some social media sites. Um, then we were able to obtain a username. From that username, we were able to obtain a photo of the guy. And then we were able to obtain a name. So piece by piece, we're able to turn this one selector, this, this email address of an unknown origin, into all these additional pieces of information that, that related back to that real identity that I was talking about before. Once we had a photo of the individual, we then ran it in, uh, ran it through several uh, reverse image search uh, engines that we use, and were able to find the professional headshot of that gentleman on his work, his employer's website under the you know our team page. So the great thing is we turned in a, a completely anonymous email address into a real person. We knew where he worked. We knew his name now. Again, that's the power of using social media to your advantage. Um, when over 70% of the country is on social media and people spend statistically, I think it's almost two hours a day. Yeah, I saw that PI Magazine had uh, two hours a day. And uh, I was going to tell you how many billion of people are using that, but I, I can't remember the, the numbers off the top of my head. I don't want to misquote it, but I, I was just reading that in the latest uh, uh, issue of PI Magazine. Uh, it's the social media issue. If you don't have a copy of that, you definitely want to go out and get a copy and check it out. There are a lot of really, really good articles in there, uh, good contributions uh, from PI Magazine. Okay, so you, you definitely have, I guess, found your niche here. I would strongly suggest, um, you know, considering reaching out to a Nighthawk. You know, when you get these types of cases, we all have our in-house and we try and do what we can do on our own. And, you know, sometimes we get the job done and sometimes we need to do a little bit more work, but you know, at the end of the day, just just confidently knowing that you've done your due diligence, I think is is really important. You can confidently go to your client and say, "Yes, we unturned every rock here. We we looked everywhere we could possibly look." And I think a lot of um, investigators, um, our time is really limited, uh, and the specialties, the things that we're we're good at, you know, might not be social media research. So being able to contact a guy like Ed and maybe taking it out of your hands, uh, yeah, you're not gonna make as much money directly because Ed's gotta get paid for the work he does. But you know, being able to have a margin and a markup on that, you know, there's no reason why you, know, you can't lean on, on people like him to do this stuff. And man, I know you've been out around uh, talking too. You were just in Chicago recently also, right? That's right, yeah, I was at the uh, ASIS International, the GSX conference and spoke on online and social media investigations. And I think it, it, was, uh, it was great seeing such diverse uh, folks in the room, investigators, government, military. Um, yeah, I, I understand that was a really great event. Um, I know, I, I feel like every time I'm looking in, in the trade magazines or whatever, I see your name. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Eddie's talking again somewhere, <laughs> which is great because I think, um, 
we, we again we do try and do a little too much on our own sometimes i know even when uh, when i go out to attorneys i'm trying to to sell them on using my service you know the first thing they tell me is like oh, i'm pretty good on the computer i know what i'm doing you know and it's like hey man would you rather be like settling your cases as opposed to going on the net to try and do your own research mm-hmm. and then when it comes down to laying the foundation uh, uh, going to testify. So I guess you, you've gone and testified in court on this stuff, I would assume, correct? I haven't, uh, I haven't yet testified. Um, it, it, some of the material I've produced has gone to court right. um, and it has been used in settlement, uh, settlement discussions and depositions and things like that. As I've been told by my clients, it, it's really, it really made all the difference. Well, and that's a testament actually to uh, your credibility that you haven't testified. Because I think a lot of times when it comes to us getting called in to testify, it's there's two reasons either your research is shoddy or the other side is looking for billable hours so it's like <laughs> ah, let me see if i can talk to him for a little while and rattle him up i know his work's good but let me just you know i, I need four or five more billable hours let me put this in here so that that's good that's good that um, that's actually a good thing so it's funny because I, I i testify from time to time on my cases but not that often and people are like really i'm like well yeah my work stands for itself. I, you know, they don't really question it. It is what it is. So I just want to thank you here for, for joining us. This has been great. I know we've been talking about getting together for a while. So I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to talk to me about this stuff. So tell me where people can contact you. Uh, sure. So they can go to my website, which is nighthawkstrategies.com or email me at info at nighthawkstrategies.com. I'm also on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So just search for uh, Nighthawk Strategies uh, or myself, Edward A. Jeb, on any of those platforms and look forward to uh, having folks follow me there. And uh, and my, I also run a blog through my website too, so be sure to, to check that out. Awesome, great, I appreciate it. And again, you know, one more thing before we, we close up here. Consider reaching out and, and at least having a conversation, getting a quote from you maybe on, on what it would cost to incorporate your services in into the job at hand. Having an expert come in that someone that's, this is what they do, this is their wheelhouse, will only make you look better. If we try and do the job ourselves and it's you know kind of shoddy, you're really shooting yourself in the foot here. So, all right guys, so that's it. We are done with PI perspectives. Uh, we've got the perspective of Eddie Ajab and uh, we're gonna put this one in the books. Tune into the next episode. We look to have more guests here from our beautiful time here in wonderful Plymouth, Michigan. Have a good one, guys. Take care. Thanks for checking out this episode. It's amazing how you can use information from sites like Venmo to gather intel on a subject of interest. Be sure to visit NighthawkStrategies.com to connect with Ed and learn more. Don't be left in the dark. You can also find his link in this episode's description. And a big thanks again to our sponsor, Satellite Investigations, to help make these episodes possible. Now be sure to leave a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts and a quick little review and share the episode link with a friend. Tune into the next episode when Matt continues from Michigan with Paul Ciccarella from Advanced Investigations with his electronic countermeasure techniques. Thanks for downloading and subscribing to PI Perspectives.